Welcome back to Fanfatals. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Hello and welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And we're going to talk about some of the announcements at this year's D23 Expo. Yes, I tried to get as much as I could. There was a lot of information though. <laughs> I saw like half of it and I'm a little overwhelmed just from as much as like put out on I social was media. I watching the live streams. Yeah. I was watching all the live streams from February or February, what? <laughs> Friday to Sunday. <laughs> oh, and just a little heads up. I know I sound a little congestion, er, congested. I'm uh, still getting over a little bit of COVID that I had. So um, still out there. Be safe, people. Yeah, um, be safe. Yep. Um, so yeah, like just before we get into everything, D23 revealed that in 2023 for the Walt Disney Studios 100th year anniversary Which celebration... Yes, it is. Um, it will be themed 100 Years of Wonder. So everything from movies to theme park decorations will be su- surrounding this Disney 100 celebration. Yeah. Are you ready? I don't know, but let's go. <laughs> 13 pages of notes. Let's go. And no fandom news, because this is all fandom news. It really is. Yeah. Um. So let's get started with the first panel of d23 which is the disney legends panel which we did already talk about a little bit yes we've mentioned their honorees but i figured we'd go into like what makes yeah for sure and who can get honored yeah absolutely so the legends are chosen by a selection committee formally appointed and chaired by the late roy e disney And since its inception, the program has honored gifted animators, imagineers, songwriters, actors, and business leaders that made a significant impact on the Disney legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, On October 16, 1998, the new Disney Legends Plaza was dedicated at the Walt Disney Studios to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. Do you want me to go? The award has... Sure, (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) So the award has three distinct elements that characterize the contributions made by each recipient. Um, The first one is called the spiral, which stands for imagination or the power of an idea. The second one is the hand, which holds the gift of skill, discipline, and craftsmanship. And the third is the wand and the star, which represent magic, the spark that is ignited when imagination and skill combine to create a new dream. And as we've mentioned before, this year's honorees included Anthony Anderson, Kristen Bell, Chadwick Boseman, Rob Coltrane, Patrick Dempsey, Robert Prince, Bob, 
Foster, Jonathan Groff, Don Hahn, Josh Gad, Doris Harden, Idina Menzel, Chris Montan, Ellen Pompeo, and Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. So, yeah. So, besides naming the newest class of Disney legends, the D23 Expo is the convention where fans of all things Disney and owned by Disney, so Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, 20th century, um, they get to hear the newest and largest projects for the next couple years. We're just going to break down all of the big announcements from this past weekend and talk about our opinions on them. Okay. So the first little category is like video games and like mobile games. Why'd you say mobile like that? Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know. Are you from the UK? It's like, I'm going to ring her on my mobile. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I've been doing homework all day. It's five o'clock. Like, it's wine o'clock. No, I'm drinking tea. It's wine o'clock for me, though. I'm still drinking tea. I got this, like, nasty shit in my throat. Ooh, sorry. I got this nasty stuff in my throat from this cold. Oh, man, you guys. It's been tough. Yes. So. So the first game is Disney Illusion Island, which will be a new 2D platformer starring Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. It is set to arrive exclusively on Nintendo Switch in 2023, and the art style looks similar to the recent round of Mickey Mouse shorts. Which so, is like, adorable. I love them. I was going to talk about the potato one My that we favorite. love. My favorite. I know. Potato that's why I was going to mention Potato Land. My favorite. Um, Everybody's favorite. Yes. It's iconic, truly. Um, the story will see Mickey and friends embarking on a quest to, quote, explore the mysterious islands of Monith and recover three mystical books to save the world from disaster, end quote. Sounds kind of like the plot to Gravity Falls. Yeah. Exploring um, through Gravity Falls, finding the three books to save the end of the world. Hmm. Sounds yeah. very similar. So you can play as each one of the characters, and they will have their own ability. Um, Donald will have the ability to swim, and Goofy's ability um, is to use a ginormous condiment bottle. Which is, like, very vague, but also, do you also picture a mustard bottle? Because I picture a mustard bottle. Yes, I was picturing, like, a giant mustard bottle. A giant yellow mustard bottle, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, And it supports online and local split-screen co-op. That's cool. Yeah. So the next one is going to be Marvel Midnight Suns, which was put on indefinite delay like a long time ago. Um, but yes. now it's going to be released on December 2nd of this year, so of 2022, and it'll be for new gen consoles and PC. Um, so I assume that means the consoles that are going to come out around the Christmas season. Probably. This year. Um, along with the iPhone 14. Found that out. And I was like, damn. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the Switch version still has no release date. Um, but that's probably because they're working on the Mickey Friends game for the Switch. Yeah. And they figured, well, this has consoles and PC. You don't need to do it on Switch yet. Um, yeah. So Marvel's Midnight Suns will be getting prequel shorts beginning on October 31st, so Halloween. Uh, that are, quote, yes. a set of five short videos that provide backstory on the formation of the young core of the Midnight Suns, end quote. Yes. So and I, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yes. 
And so it, it sounds to me like we're going to get an entirely new team of heroes, which I think is going to be really exciting. That's what it seems like from the artwork. Yeah. I think I saw the panel. Like, so they had like a set release of these are the panels we're streaming mm-hmm. for D23. Mm-hmm. But in between them, they would have like mini panels which is like when I saw Ridley Pearson talk about his Cautionary Tales book that comes out in October. Emma's best friend. Uh, yeah. I, I tease um, Emma because she and Ridley did that interview not too long ago and now they're like besties. She's all the time like, oh my gosh, Ridley and I did this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, they're like besties now. Yeah. Um... The next game is Marvel World of Heroes, and Poke- it says that Pokemon Go developer Niantic has revealed it has partnered with Marvel Entertainment to develop Marvel World of Her- Heroes, an AR game that will let fans create their own very own superhero and team up with their favorite Marvel characters in the real world. So and for those... It sounds kind of similar to like the Harry Potter game that they came out with a few years ago. Like that got canceled. No, it it did come out. It did, but they recently shut it down. Yeah, it just it wasn't as good as Pokemon Go. Honestly, Pokemon Go that was like the height of Niantic like AR tech. I don't know if they're ever gonna get that again. Twenty sixteen was an a year. You know, that was when that was when it was like real real popular. Like me and my friends in high school, we would go to the beach just to play Pokemon yes. Go and walk around yes. the little beach town just for Pokemon Go because they had the best spots. I, yeah. I remember still being, like, a little bit into it. It might have been the Harry Potter one. When I came up in 2019 for school and my dorm was one of the, like, spots that, like, kept on respawning yeah. stuff every, like, five seconds. So I'd be in my bed just, like, swiping. Yeah. Um, And for those are that are interested in Marvel World of Heroes, they can pre-register now at marvelworldofheroes.com ahead of its global launch um, on mobile devices in 2023. The last one that we have is going to be Marvel Snap, which is a free-to-play collectible card game set in the Marvel Universe, which will officially launch globally on mobile and PC on October 18th of 2022. It's... I'm assuming from the title that it's the game Snap, but with Marvel characters. But I could be wrong. I have no idea. That's what I'd assume too. There's like no description. I haven't. I've 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 seen it, but I've not seen any description for it or like what it's gonna be. So this one's kind of a little bit still in the dark, even though it's supposed to be coming out the soonest. Um, I'm looking it up. However, players can pre-register for Marvel Snap right now, and it promises over 150 Marvel characters and villains and a shorter average match time than other games in the genre to get players right into the action. So maybe it's not a card game. I have no idea. Well, it says card game. So it's available on iOS, Android, and Windows PC. So what is it? Is it like Snap, but with Marvel? The fastest card battler in the multiverse is here. Assemble your Marvel Dream Team for a super roster of your favorite heroes and villains, then make your move. Marvel Snap unleashes the entire Marvel Universe into a fast-paced, adrenaline-pumping, strategic card battler. So it's like Magic the Gathering, but with Marvel. Yes. 
but and on digital mobile and pc yes interesting okay not at all what i expected i expected like the card game snap you know where you're like yeah that's what i expected i was like oh cool it's actually gonna be cards no yeah (sighs) oh ready for to go over to the Disney Parks and Experiences panel. That was just insanity. Oh, There's a ton. So I'm going to cover the Disneyland stuff, and Emma's going to cover Disney World. And then World. I'll cover the Disney World, and then we'll just switch off for Cruise Line and International Parks. Yeah. Cool. So there's a lot going on. There's like a whole page just for Disneyland alone. Yeah. So, and, and DCA. So it's the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. So... First thing that I'm super stoked about, we see the return of the Magic Happens Parade. Yes. Um, We're also going to have the Mandalorian and Grogu coming to Galaxy's Edge starting in November, only in California's Galaxy's Edge, which is like... Yes. mm. (laughs) We have the Star Cruiser Hotel, which is why we'll never get characters outside of the sequel trilogy. Okay. Um, next, uh, because of the 100 years of the animation studio, Disney's going to be doing 100 years of wonder, which will be where starting next year, guests will be able to experience brand new platinum decorations around the Disneyland Resort for the 100th year celebration of the animation studio. I can't stress that enough. It's of the animation studio. I was reading this and I was like, Disneyland has another like 30 years before it turns 100 years old. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's weird about it is Disney World isn't getting, like, anything for the 100th year. Right? It's only Disneyland. I know. And so you would think it would be, like, a 100-year celebration. Because I was reading this and I was like, hold on. The the 65th year celebration was not that long ago. It was just, like, five years ago. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was in 2020. So I was like, what? Yeah. So, yes, it's for the animation studio, not for the parks. Um, but in late January, Disneyland Resort is going to have two brand new nighttime spectaculars. So DCA will be getting an update of World of Color called World of Color One. Okay. And uh, concept art for the show includes characters from Mulan, The Lion King, Encanto, Coco, Moana, and Soul. So why is it called World of Color 1? They couldn't have thought of, like, a more creative name. I I don't know. Like. (laughs) I just wrote down what they announced. I know. I know. But, like, And honestly, I, like, thought I, like, heard um, Josh Jumaro wrong because he was presenting because he's the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. But, But no. But, yeah. No. It's World of Color 1. Why not, like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, World of Color International or, like, World of Color All Together or something like that. You know, why is it World of Color 1? That's so boring. Unless it's, like, a working title and they don't actually have the title for it yet because they do do that sometimes. Because this isn't supposed yeah. to be till like, January. And so, right, we have, like, set six months till then. October, November, December, January. That's four months. Okay, four months till then. Still, that's four months to come up with, like, a better name than that. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes they release it and they're like, this is what we're calling it. And then, like, a few months later, you're like, just kidding. We changed yeah. it. 
So we'll keep an eye on that because I think that's a stupid name. Um, I don't hold back with these opinions. Um, (laughs) Next, uh, we'll have Disneyland Wondrous Journeys, which is going to focus on 100 years of the Disney Animation Studio to celebrate all 61 animated films to date. And the brand new song was debuted at D23. Yeah, which one was okay. Of course, like, we have Happily Ever After over here, so I'm always like, Jordan Fisher everything. I don't know why they don't make Jordan Fisher just do all of the music for all of the Disney That's what I'm saying. I thought he was going to come out, because he had already come out on stage to sing Happily Ever After. So they were, like, like, why wouldn't they just announce, be like, oh, by the way, and Jordan Fisher's singing the new song for the new 100-year anniversary. Because he was already there, especially because... Disney Plus, they did, like, a recap of each day. Mm-hmm. And it was him and Ashley Eckstein, of all people, doing the, like, hosting of it. Of, like, this is what happened yesterday at D23. Okay, Disney really loves to put Ashley Eckstein and stuff. Like, yeah, I met they her. They were using her a lot. Very nice lady. Super nice. However. However. They put her in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was, like, interviewing the Percy Jackson kids. Like, he was interviewing everyone. It's Jordan they Fisher were... and Ashley Eckstein is their two favorites, you know? Yeah. It's because, you know what it is? Jordan Fisher, um, Disney's golden child recently. <laughs> it's because they're always available. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but that's definitely what it is. It's because, like... Yeah, my RA friends, we've been doing movie nights on Tuesdays. And yeah. we did Teen Beach Movie. And I was like, oh, look, it's Disney's golden boy. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway, moving on. Um, New Orleans Square will have Tiana's Bayou Adventure coming soon to both Disneyland and Walt Disney Resorts in 2024. Um, so, Anna Rose is back as Princess Tiana for the redesign, along with Bruno Campos as Prince Naveen, Michael Leon Woolley as Lewis, and Jennifer Lewis as Mama Odie. Hold on, but we got yeah, no so Ray. Those were the voice actors that were announced to be coming back. Because it takes place after the events of the film. (sighs) Doesn't mean you can't have, like, the ghost of Lil Ray be like, oh, shit. He's, okay, let's be honest. Ray is the best character in that entire movie. Yeah. Like, no hate to Tiana. Love Tiana. She's fantastic. One of my favorite Disney princesses. She's, like, up there. Love her. But Ray, he just, like, brings the movie Mm -hmm. just a little bit better. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, the ride will take place after the events of the film. And after Tiana's... Palace. Palace. I get that word confused with place all the time. Um, (laughs) Let me try that again. Sorry, Kara. (laughs) I have to look at it really hard because otherwise I'm like... uh. (laughs) So... The ride will take place after the events of the film, after Tiana's palace has become a big success, and it's going to follow Tiana and Naveen as they decide to expand their business and establish an employee-owned food cooperative. Tiana's Foods, (laughs) which has purchased an old salt mine to serve as headquarters, as Tiana prepares to host for a large Mardi Gras party. Sorry, I just said Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras party um she and guests will will journey into the bayou to find a key ingredient for the festivities okay okay imagineers i love what you do (laughs) you're great 
I think this is great. I'm so excited for the revamp. I mean, I remember like when we first talked about it, I was like kind of pissed about it. But like they've been talking about this for a long time now. It's been like three years. Like, come on, let's get it rolling. Um, And like, I'm stoked. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to modernize an attraction that has been very in desperate need of modernization. I mean, yes. I mean, I understand the original need to put it in, like, in the 70s when they were like, yeah, let's do a vlog. Like, if you've seen the the Imagineering story, I mean, he yeah. goes through the whole story about they needed IP and the only thing that they could think of was Song of the South, which, fine. However, nobody knows that movie anymore. No. For a good reason. It, it, it's a bad movie. It's, it's a very racist movie. Like, okay, we get it. It was... It was like the 40s, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little later than the 40s. But still, it was, you know, it was before the 60s that the, the integration hadn't happened really yet. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's. At this point, it's necessary. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah. ah, but the nostalgia, it's like, yeah, but like how many of your kids actually know this movie? Like. If when we re-update it into Tiana, like everybody's gonna know, yeah. you know, it's Tiana. Yeah, especially because um Oh, why did I Josh tomorrow, he mentioned and we'll get into more of what when he mentioned this when we get to Disney World. Yeah. But he mentioned that they're trying to bring more of the last two decades of Disney movies. Which I think... Into the parks for the younger. Yeah, audience. which I think is really important to keep up with that because eventually there's yes. going to be attractions that only people our age, like, actually know yeah. the movies. And, like... Walt Disney said, keep moving forward. Yeah. Which is why that is in Meet the Robinsons. Yeah. And it's, it's like, eventually only the parents are going to be able to enjoy most of the stuff in Disney because the kids yeah. just don't know it anymore. Yeah. Like... Like, okay, as much as I love the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, as much as I love no it. No one knows that. I don't know There's it. a small handful of people that have actually seen the movie, me being one of them. Um, <laughs> and it has, like, no, first of all, it has nothing to do with the movie. It is completely different from the movie. There's two yeah. segments in the movie. It's part of the package films. It's really good. Watch it. It's part of the one with, um, with uh, Ichabod and Sleepy Hollow. It's great. yeah, yeah. It's a great one. However, there is nothing to do with it. Ichabod and Ichabod Crane at Sleepy Hollow is like the Halloween movie, and Mr. Toad is like a Christmas movie. And they're like in the same package film because they're both for the holidays. And then there's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride where you like you're in a car and you go to hell. Like, <laughs> what does that have anything yeah. to do with the movie? And so eventually, like, I get it. That's gonna have to change. It's probably gonna be updated into like, I don't know, Encanto or something. Which, like, would be cool. I would totally be. Or Coco. A Coco dark ride. That would be bomb. You are kind of talking about some stuff that is in the works at Walt Disney World right now. (laughs) See? See? I got a good brain. Um, Let's keep going with this. So Disneyland will also be getting a Tiana's Palace restaurant, which I'm assuming is going to take the place of the Country Bear Jamboree, but I'm not sure. It's somewhere in New Orleans Square. Okay. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't they put it next to the ride? Because they're making, they're expanding out where the rides 
the ride is going to be part of New Orleans Square now. They're expanding New Orleans Square's limits. But the thing is, the Haunted Mansion is between New Orleans Square and... So is the Haunted Mansion now going to become part of New Orleans? Or, like... I don't know. Because, because so, at Disneyland, it goes New Orleans, <laughs> and then it goes Haunted Mansion, and then Country Bears. Isn't New... Isn't Haunted Mansion over there, like, more... What what style house is yours? It's like a plantation style house. So, like, it fits. That still works. It, it fits, but it would make more sense if Haunted Mansion and... Yeah. And Splash Mountain split. It says, switched. when I look up Disneyland Haunted Mansion, that its home is in New Orleans Square. Oh, well... There's also pirates over there. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff over there that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why are the pirates in New Orleans? Pirates is, like, right between Adventureland and New Orleans. It kind of bridges the gap between the two. So it's like, yeah, okay, fine. You exit yeah. out into New Orleans. Right next to mm-hmm. the Blue Bayou Restaurant, which, if anybody knows, is one of my faves. I love going there, and I can yeah. never get a reservation because it's, like, four months in advance, and I decide in, like, two weeks. I'm like, I'm going to go. So, um... <laughs> Anyway, so in addition, New Orleans will be getting a Princess and the Frog-themed gift shop. And from what we can tell from the concept art, it's going to be based around Tiana's mother, who is a seamstress in the original film, which is going to be so cute. And I'm kind of which, hoping it's going to be like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique style. I don't know about that, but that has been confirmed from not just from the concept art, but they had a Tiana, like a char- face character at the like Disney park like, showcase room mm-hmm. in the, like, main area, not, like, a panel room, mm-hmm. whatever. And she was like, oh, I can't wait for my mama to have her own shop. You should go visit it whenever it opens or whatever. I think that's going to be really exciting. It's going to be so cute. Yeah. I mean, there already kind of is that sort of style in New Orleans, and there's a lot of buildings that just kind of look empty. They're just kind of, like, facades. Yeah. So it would be really easy to throw something in there. Yeah. So I'm excited. I think it's what they're doing. I'm excited too. I've always been excited for this revamp. Like I have felt for a long time that Song of the South needed to be kicked out. I mean, like we said, it's a racist movie to begin with. And yeah, I've seen it. It's irrelevant. Nobody even knows it anymore. No. The amount of people who've actually seen that movie is like this many. There's like. And I'm part of it. Yeah. Emma's a part of it. See, we both watch really obscure Disney movies. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm just excited. I think I think the modernization of the parks is going to be good. I think it's going to bring more recognition. Yeah. I mean, I say modernization. Princess and the Frog came out 13 it's years ago. 2010. 12 years ago. Right? Yeah, 2010. Or 2009. No. Something like that. No, I think t- Rapunzel was, was 2010. Tangled, 2009. Yeah. So, still. That's still... 13 years ago. Frozen turns 10 next year. No, we're not talking about that. But. <laughs> but it does. I, I need you to know this. I, I know. found this out yesterday. But we're not going to talk about it. So, but like, see, these are movies that like I watched in theaters. Like I went yeah. to go see Princess and the Frog in theaters and I watched Tangled Same. in theaters. Like, so they're not even that new. No. Like, I was, we said 2009 for this one. Mm-hmm. I was eight when it came out. Like, yeah. I was prime Princess and the Frog age. Yeah, we both were. 
Yeah. So, like... And that was the last 2D from Disney for a while. Mm-hmm. I did see, though... We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get to Disney Wish. We're going to get to Disney Wish. We're going to get so there. I'm so excited for that film. Me too. Okay. So, let me finish this because I've been taking forever. Um, so, Avengers Campus, moving forward, um, during the Legends Ceremony, CEO Bob Chapek shared that Avengers Campus is expanding with a new attraction. And uh, in the new attraction, you'll be able to battle alongside foes from everywhere and everywhere. Kevin Feige said. Every win. Every, sorry, every win. That's a stupid phrase. Okay, Kevin Feige. That is what Kevin Feige said. Okay, whatever. He's... <laughs> so there's going to be a new villain named King Thanos, and this is, quote, a Thanos that won, and the Avengers are not too happy about that, and you have to help them. End quote. There's no release date yet, um, but it kind of sounds like it's going to be similar to Web Slingers, which... I think so. In all honesty, didn't love that ride. Yeah, I know. Didn't love it. I know that it's a multiverse ride because everyone is obsessed with the multiverse right now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in all honesty, I'm kind of disappointed with like the next generation of Marvel just because of like I've been getting sick of Marvel. I know Kara's getting on me for not watching some of the new Marvel shows, but just, I'm just like, ugh. I'm getting sick of it. Yeah, it's too much. I'm getting back into DC more so than Marvel. It's like, it's again. like content fatigue, you know? It's like there's too much coming out yeah. all at once. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, of the Rings. I haven't seen Moon Knight and... Haven't seen Moon Knight, haven't She-Hulk. seen Hawkeye, haven't seen She-Hulk, haven't seen any of the new shows besides WandaVision and some of what if i just it's too much and yeah i don't really like it honestly i agree so we'll see i did see this which is going to be very exciting that hulk will be walking around in an avengers suit starting next week at avengers campus so that would be the week week this comes out yeah so that's this week. Which is going to be crazy. He came on stage. So how they announced it was crazy. I saw. I, I remember watching I saw panel. this. It's amazing. So, um, oh, what's his name that plays Bruce Banner? Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Is that his name? He, like, quote, unquote, zoomed in to the, like, panel and was like, hey, guys, like, I see that you guys keep on doing, like, red and blue and red and gold, like, all this stuff at the and green and all the or red and gold red and blue but you're missing some green over at um avengers campus you should get on that and then right after that hulk walks out love it it was great it was crazy it was great i did see that it was awesome also they did the rogers musical yeah i don't know if it was the whole thing i only saw the opening number they only did the opening number but it was amazing they did the number that they've already done before, which is I Could Do This All Day yeah. or Save the City, whatever it's called. Which I thought was supposed um, to be, like, the opening number. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I have, and it's hanging up right up here, and I'm looking at it. Um, some lovely artist, when I went to Megacon in May, made, like, a vinyl cover of Rogers the Musical, and my lovely boyfriend Sean bought it for me. And for Act 1, it basically gets up to end of, or when Cap wakes up. 
okay. from being iced. Okay. So then Act 2 is 2012 Avengers on. Oh, okay. So maybe it's like the climax. Yes. Yeah, so it would be the second song because it is the Avengers 2012 fight so against it, Loki. Okay. So in the thing I'm looking right here, the artist made it the second song of Act 2. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Can we talk about how the first song on this thing is called Little Guy from Brooklyn? Love. Is there one called Bucky, My Best Friend? Because there really needs to be. So I can just read off Act 1. Oh my gosh, girl, we're going to be here all day. Okay. There's the right partner and till the end of the line. Both about Bucky. Convinced. Yeah. Convinced, my boy. Okay, so uh, Pacific Wharf, which is currently themed around San Francisco, is going to be rethemed as San Francisco from Big Hero 6, which has kind of been expected for a long time. Yeah, honestly, when they announced it, I was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, not much else was announced besides, like, you'll be able to dine and shop with Baymax, which is really cool because we have very few character dining opportunities, like, actually in the parks. There's like that's so weird to me. Yeah, as someone from over here, like that's so weird. Like it's at the re- it's at the hotels really where more of the character dining is, like so it's very little in the parks. So I think that's gonna be really cool. And I mean, yeah. we've kind of been expecting it. Not much really has to change. I mean, no, there's not a ton that has to change. Plus, no. since the retheming of DCA, trying to add more IP, like this was kind of expected. It, it's been expected. Yeah, like. It was only a matter of time till this happened. Yeah. What I want to know is, are we going to be able to re- meet the rest of the heroes from Big Hero 6? I think so, because Epcot, we used to be able to meet Hero. And we've talked about this before, where for a long time, he was a weird hybrid, half-face, half-fur character. Remember with that weird mask? So there have been two versions of him. There was the, like, face character that was him and his, like, blue jacket yeah and red shirt and then there was the fur character of him which was his superhero costume yeah and all of the superheroes have weird fur characters the only one that i think should be a fur character is oh gosh what's his name the hippie guy isn't his fred. name fred yeah okay that's what i thought yeah stan lee's son yeah yeah which would make <laughs> sense because his literally looks like a freaking monster yeah but like honey lemon no. No. She could just be a regular person. Yes. I could play Honey and Lemon. I mean, y'all I mean have I'm not gotten, tall enough, but I could play Honey Lemon. Y'all have gotten a lot of face characters recently, so I wouldn't be surprised if they made them face characters. I mean, just look at Okie Bokie. Yeah. So I think they should be face characters just because I think they're starting to realize that these half fur, half face things don't work. No. Yeah. So... The other thing we have coming on is Paradise Pier Hotel Reimagining that's, like, already started. Um, yes. And it's going to be called the Pixar Place Hotel. That one is place, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Pixar Place Hotel. And there's going to be a new splash pad themed to Finding Nemo that's going to be part of the retheming of the property. And the concept art shows Finding Nemo characters on the splash pad, including Crush atop a water slide, which I think is going to be super fun and cute. Of course they had to do Finding Nemo for the water park, like, splash pad area. I mean, they could like, do Dory. There was a lot of cute characters in Dory. Yeah, but still. 
But no, Nemo is any, iconic. Any Nemo or Dory characters. Yeah, obviously. I mean, they're generally the same. The only yeah. thing is, like, in Dory, you get the cute whale, Baleen. Yeah. And the octopus. Yeah. His name I can't remember. Hank, I think. I think you're right. <laughs> but anyway, so then we are also getting new restaurants in stores in downtown Disney. There is, or there still is, the uh, new expansion that they're trying to push through the city of Anaheim. I think that's what, oh, wait, yeah, never mind. <laughs> the expansion that goes across the street and that takes over that whole corner. Yeah. They're still trying to work with the city of Anaheim to do that. Um, you know, we did a whole episode about it, which, you yeah. know. So they're trying to still work through the city of Anaheim to do that. There's a lot of petitions going around, but I'm pretty sure that's at a standstill right now. The only thing that they can do is remodel what they already have. And so that's what they're doing. New restaurants and stores are getting remodeled, which is good because the last time I went, downtown Disney was really sad. Half the places were closed. Half the stores had no inventory. I mean... It, we could just chalk that up to COVID and the fact that it was 2020, but still. Yeah. Um, I need to go back because it has been two years. And, uh, <laughs> I might or be it was going 2021 when I went. in October. Okay, so let's see. We also have Run Disney Races coming back in 2024. Very excited about that. Yeah. And... New Mickey's Toontown will be reopen will be opening in early of 2023, including the Runaway Railway, which with the queue will be in the El Capitoon Theater and will follow the life of Mickey Mouse from Steamboat Willie to more present pieces, as well as original pieces like Mickey and Minnie's House will be returning with the addition of Donald's Boat and Goofy's How to Play Yard. Yeah, which my phone auto corrected Goofy to Google. And I was so confused by my notes when I went to go type it in. I want you to know that. <laughs> it said, mm, Google. Hey, Google. Let's play. <laughs> Sorry if I just said anybody is like Google home, Ma. I know, right? So let's get back over to Walt Disney World with Epcot, which um, the ongoing historic transformation of Epcot will bring the next generation of storytelling to life through a collection of immersive storytelling and new attractions and experiences, including Journey to Water, inspired by Moana, which is one of the new experiences. And guests could see behind-the-scenes photos of its development and a model of Tafiti at D23, which was huge. It was, like, huge. People were taking pictures of it, and it was towering over them. I'm jealous. Um, and it will open in late 2023. Um, we also got a first look at the statue, which will be called Walt the Dreamer, um, which will inspire guests as he gazes out at Epcot, encouraging mm. everyone to follow their dreams right along with him. That's and it's going to really be in the cute. Dreamer's Point part of the new transformation because they're making new lands besides just the land and sea and spaceship Earth area. Yeah. Now, I feel like I keep on cursing myself to deal with more fitment because of this next thing. <laughs> I just read it. Oh, man. Emma, you guys, everybody go tweet at Emma and tell about how much she loves figment. 
Everybody needs to tweet Emma so, because she loves figment I so much, you guys. When this was announced, I was with my friend Hayden after church because I like put in my headphones as soon as like church had ended to like watch the panel. And he hears me go, no effing way. <laughs> I'm kind of wearing figment colors. <laughs> I know, and no offense to Tyler, because I know my great friend Tyler loves loves Figment. Oh my God, he dressed up as Figment to D twenty three, and no, it not was not Figment. Um, the I mean, oh, yeah, the, the guy, I the guy, thing. Yes, the yes. Top guy. I, yeah. I forget his name again. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry. By the end of next year, so twenty twenty three, guess we'll get to. Have a meet and greet experience with the beloved Epcot character. <laughs> beloved by all except for Emma. I feel like Can we talk about how short the lines are going to be for everything else, though? Because if it's anything like the figment popcorn bucket situation. Oh, man. I'm getting on all the Epcot rides. That's going to be a great day. I mean, hey, here's the thing. Figment is so polarized. He's either loved or hated. There's like mm-hmm. nobody who's just like, eh, he's okay. Mm-hmm. You either love Figment, you hate Figment. I don't know. If you're if you think Figment is just okay, if you have zero opinion on Figment, tweet me. I wanna know. Same. Um <laughs> I don't okay. I sent you the thing that happened with the so that was the thing I sent you that was like a screenshot of like, a, would you spend a hundred plus dollars on Figment? Yeah, you sent me that, and I was like, what the hell? Okay. So that was part of um, the organization I'm a part of, Themed Entertainment Association. I was applying for their marketing board, and that was like one of four questions it asked, and it, and you had to explain your answer. And I was just like, I'm not a huge fan of the character, like. I understand that people like him, but I've just never understood the appeal. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised the whole thing wasn't just slander bashing. Just like well, I know being that like, a lot of people like Figment in it, so I wasn't going to be like... You were going to be like, oh, I hate Figment. Yeah. Um, and finally <laughs> for Epcot, um, a new nighttime spectacular will be debuting in 2023 to celebrate the Disney Studios' 100th year anniversary. So we're getting one... 100th year anniversary thing compared to Disneyland's like like five yeah I just Um, texted my dad I said we need to go before they start construction on all this new stuff yeah I just Um, texted him we should go (gasps) we should go this year for Christmas time we haven't gone for Christmas yet we've gone for Halloween we've gone for the summer we've gone at the beginning of the year we've never gone for Christmas um so now let's get over to the Magic Kingdom the other monorail park um, the first thing, which I'm so happy about, it was the first thing announced at the Disney Parks Experiences and Products panel. Mm-hmm. Um, Happily Ever After will finally be coming back to Magic Kingdom starting in 2023. All is I right think in that's the world. something almost everybody is happy about. All is right in the world. I don't yep. care that, like, this makes the Figment meet and greet thing worth, like, everything for me. <laughs> that's what i want yes um we're also Man, getting pigment fans are thrilled then they're like this is the best freaking year ever yeah um we are also getting the hatbox ghost in the magic kingdom appearing in 2023 
Mm. Ron Light Cycle Run in Tomorrowland will finally open in the spring of 2023. Still no release date, though, for this attraction that's been put off for months. Like and five years. years. Yes. Um, I feel like we've then, talked about this for at least two years. We've been talking yes. about like, oh, they're going to open it. Just kidding. Oh, they're going to open it. Just kidding. Yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, we've already gone over it, but we're also getting Tiana's. Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yes. Um, but then there were some Blue Sky projects announced. And before we talk about these projects, I just wanted to talk about what the term Blue Sky means um, when it comes to Theme Park, which I got this information from the TikTok account, account at Theme Parks Entertainment. Um, and in the world of theme parks, the term Blue Sky refers to a very early stage of design for new rides, attractions, and lands in theme parks, not just Disney, but Universal and Six Flags, like every theme park around the world. Not me over here being like, oh, they're going to put Ice Age in now? (laughs) That's what I thought at first. Um, but basically it's a quote, money is not an object and quote, anything can happen world where you don't have to pay attention to the realistics of building theme park lands and attractions. So, you know, mechanics and all that stuff and it will look a lot bigger and grander than the final concept so this is just like design ideas like not even i think it was to get fans opinions Mm. because people have been very vocal about it okay um but they've announced actually three blue sky expansions one to the um to animal kingdom and two to magic kingdom um, but they will probably change again before they are finally built. Animal Kingdom annou- um, announced that um, suggestions for Dino Land, which will be replaced probably to Zootopia and Moana, um, which I'm okay. Honestly, they've been getting rid of a lot of stuff in Dino Land that, like, Dino Land is, like, a bad place. Also, Dino Land is so far away. Like, it's a trek to get over there just for, like, two attractions. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about the slow death of Dino Land recently. Like, past few months have just been, like, the slow, phasing out, fizzling and death. And you know why. Um, very few details have been released in regarding to how they do it. Um, but... From the concept art, it looked like Moana was going to get a log ride, kind of like Splash Mountain based, okay. and that they were going to build um, the main, like, like Capitol building in Zootopia. Oh, okay. As, like, its own land. <clears throat> okay. Which, I'm okay with this, because Animal Kingdom scrapped the original idea of Magical Beast Land, so, like, that area has so much room to grow out. Yeah, this is true, because... <coughs> excuse me right because the original concept was for it to be a lot bigger than it actually was Mm -hmm. and then the actual building of it and getting the animals and building the habitats took a lot longer and a lot more money than they expected and so then they were like well let's scrap that part of it it's fine we don't need it so now there's this big old hunk of land in the middle of it that's not even being used yes and honestly a lot of animal or a lot of dino land can be just erased i feel like the only thing that should stay is the dinosaur attraction that is the only decent ride in dino land and that is like an indiana jones 
It's like based off Dinosaur the Ride, right? The movie? I mean, the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's based on that, but it's like the Indiana Jones, like, track system. Okay. But, like, I hate the Carnival Dinoland area, not gonna lie. So, like, Mm. bring us this Zootopia Moana land thing. Also, I had talked to Sean, like, the day before this panel was announced, being like, you know what would be awesome at this Disney Parks panel tomorrow? If they announce a, what well, one is a Disney Villains Land, which we'll get into that, because that was also a Blue Sky Project announced, mm. or a Zootopia Land, or Wakanda in Animal Kingdom. And we're getting Wakanda in Animal Kingdom, though. I was, so those were my two ideas, was Zootopia being added or Wakanda being added? I think Wakanda would be awesome. Yes, because we can't have, we've talked about this before, we can't have the Avengers and like Iron Man and Spider-Man and all that because But you could have Wakanda. Thing. We can have Wakanda, we can have Guardians, we can have Captain Marvel, which is why we're getting those properties. You can have Ant-Man over. too, right? Yeah, we can have Ant-Man as well. Yeah. So like, Wakanda or Zootopia were like my two ideas for like, how to fix Animal Kingdom. That would be awesome. And you could do like a petting zoo of the goats in Wakanda. Yes. And the rhinoceroses. Um, I mean, you can't actually have people pet rhinoceroses. But like, that would be so cool. And have like Okoye and like Shuri and White Wolf, which is Bucky. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I just want Bucky Bucky in the park. There's a new movie coming out with Bucky in it. We'll get into that in a little bit. I know. Whenever we I just want Bucky in the parks. Thing. I know. Um, let's get girl. more into it because we are about an hour in and we're just at Disney Parks, which is... We're like page five pages five. in. <laughs> um, Magic Kingdom is the other park obviously getting all these expansions coming in because Studios just got all of its expansions right before the pandemic and Epcot is going through it currently. Um, and Josh tomorrow, like, hinted at what could possibly be on, quote, the other side of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad area, because people don't know this, but there's more land past Big Thunder Mountain that they really could expand into that they just haven't. So, like, Big Thunder Mountain is, um, yeah, pretty much for the same reason. But yeah, Big Thunder Mountain is the end of the Disney World map, the current Magic Kingdom map. So, Disney Parks Experiences and Products chairman, Josh Damaro. Everybody's fave. An Encanto area, a Coco area, and a Villains area. Okay, but Encanto and Coco can kind of live in the same realm. That's what they were talking about. So, like, it'll be, like, sort of, like, a Spanishy Mexican theme. Yes. Okay. Even and, though Encanto is Colombia, but okay. But they're going to be, like, kind of together. That'd be and cool. And what he said was the Coco area could see the town of Santa Cecilia celebrating Dia de... Can you say this for me? This part? Sure. Sorry, I, I had to take a cough drop. I am going to mess up so much. Um, so, the Coco area could be seen in the town of Santa Cecilia celebrating Dia de los Muertos, where guests can ride on the back of a spirit guide like Dante. Which or would Pepita. bring them into the, um, um, like, the spirit world area. Like, the, so the world that would of be the a, dead. 
Yeah, so that would be a dark ride. Like you would enter in the town, but then there would be a dark oh, ride. Oh, and go you'd into. exit out into. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's then the Encanto cool. area could feature a tour of the Madrigal House with Mirabel and Bruno, and include guests opening a door and finding out their own special gift. That's really cool. And they like we're also teasing that you get to see everyone's rooms and not just like. The two that we see in the, or the three that we see in the movie. Because mm-hmm. all we see is Isabella's, Antonio, and Bruno's rooms. Mm-hmm. So we'd get to see more of the rooms, which is, I'm excited. I want to see what Luisa's room looks like. Same. That's um, cool. And then, they didn't really explain where it would be past Thunder Mountain area, but mm-hmm. there'd be a new land, and it would be an area quote, overrun by villains, end quote. And it would feature Disney's greatest baddies, like Maleficent and Hades and all of them. That's awesome. Which, like, I've been wanting that forever. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yes. Like, that was, like, one of my ideas, like, I think when we did, like, a Disney Parks episode of, like, our ideas to bring. Ages ago. Yes. So, like, when he announced it, I again, I was with my friend Hayden, and I just went, oh! <gasps> He went, you excited? I went, yeah. <laughs> You've met him. Yeah. Okay, let's actually get into page five, which starts with Disney Cruise Line. Well, Josh DiMaro did suggest that. That's a very long ways away, though. So, yes. like, these are, again, just, like, ideas that are in the works that they're tossing I, around. I have predictions. Because he announced these three Blue Sky projects. Right around the time that Universal is starting construction for Epic Universe, mm. which is supposed to come out in like 2025, 2026. So I'm wondering if this is why he started. Yeah. Mm. Okay, makes sense. Because Epcot should finish or will finish all of their um, updates in 2023. So they, and they can really start working on these other projects yeah. if they really wanted to. Whereas we haven't had construction in quite a while. The biggest construction project right now that everybody's been talking about is... Um, Toontown. Yeah, Toontown. And that's kind of it. That's in such like a remote corner of the park. If you don't purposefully go over there, like you'd Again, never see it. That's the same with Dino Land. So they really could just like get rid of Dino Land and... Nobody would really know. Especially because I have predictions and we will just talk about it later. Okay. So, Disney Cruise Line. Disney's adding new addition to its cruise line feet, fleet. Excuse me. I have a cough drop in my mouth. I'm trying not to like clack it around on my teeth. Um, The company announced that over the weekend. Oh, we already said that. Yeah. Of course they announced it at D23. Um. So the new ship is called the Disney Treasure, and Imagineers have developed a new design concept for it to celebrate Walt Disney's lifelong love of exploration. It'll feature styling from a Disney classic, the movie Aladdin, and the Disney Treasure will be the cruise line's sixth ship, closely following the first sailing of the Disney Wish back in July. And officials have said that the new ship is expected to sail in 2024. Speaking of Disney Cruise Line... The San Diego port just became a port for Disney Cruise. Yes, and we'll get into that in a couple moments because it's going to house Disney Wonder. 
Yes, Which it will. First ship. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yes. Um, Lighthouse Point, um, the company also announced that progress continues on its own 90% solar-powered private island in the Bahamas called Lighthouse Point, which will be a second destination just like Castaway K has always mm-hmm. been. Yeah. Um, Disney Cruise Line also reportedly brings its magical vacations to Disney fanatics in Australia and New Zealand for a limited time beginning in late October of 2023, which is really cool. Yes. And then Disney Wonder Voyages um, will have the first South Pacific Voyages for Disney Cruise Line. And it's for cruisers who want to experience destinations like Fiji and Samoa. I'm down. Yeah. I told Zach. The only way I'm getting on a cruise ship is if Mickey Mouse is on it. That's also what you told me when I went after my recent cruise. Anybody who says we should go on a cruise, I say the only way I'm getting on a cruise is if Mickey Mouse is waving to me from the front. Which, again, after the kind of crumpy experience I had on that cruise, not just from me getting COVID on it, but just entertainment in general on it, I don't know how likely I would to go on that cruise line again yeah so i'd probably spend more money and do disney yeah zach always like well why do you want to go on a cruise with a bunch of screaming children and i'm like because i love disney and he, you don't but get also, it they have adult area only they do parts. they have parts that they have floors that are literally just for the adults like it's yeah, not all like, kids all um, the time yeah and plus Ad- most parents leave their kids at the clubs yeah there is adults-only pool, adults-only restaurants, adults-only... There's, like, a whole area. Like, you could... Yeah. If you really wanted to, you wouldn't have to see a kid the whole time you were there. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? Yeah. So, let's get over internationally, and do you want to just take, like... I'll take Disneyland Paris, and you take sure. Shanghai, then... Sure. Okay. So, starting with Disneyland Paris... um. One of the three upcoming Frozen Lands will be in Disney Walt Disney Studios Park, including... Which is the a, name of the park there. Yes. One of the two. Including a fairy tale Norway-inspired village in Snowy Mountains, which connects Arendelle to the rest of the park and will be an all-new promenade featuring a new lakeside district and beautiful new gardens, one of which will feature a new Tangled theme attraction. Come on! <laughs> the they get Tangled and we get nothing! related things. Yeah. Stupid. Sorry. Oh, I'm mad about Tokyo for kind of the same reason, but another Disney film that I everyone knows that I love. Frozen is also one of the stories that will be represented in the royal transformation of the five-star Disneyland Hotel at Disneyland Paris, and it will be fully complete in 2024. Every guest and all public areas rethemed will be rethemed on Disney stories, including Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Tangled, and more. Come on! They get too Tangled rethemed, and we still have nothing. You guys yep. at least have a bathroom. We got nothing. Yep. yep. Also, we should probably split up Tokyo Disneyland. I just realized how much was uploaded or updated to Tokyo Disneyland. Um, so Shanghai is getting a Zootopia-themed land. We did talk wow. about this before. We did a little bit, but they have, like, shown some stuff at D23. Okay. It opens, I think they said in 2023, and there will be an attraction in Zootopia Police Department, which will, like, also double as, like, 
the entrance to like the attraction and their like guests will be greeted by Officer Clawhauser, which is the like guy from the front desk in the movie. So and cute. they showed like a video of him. It's crazy. Look at like go and find that animatronic like the audio animatronic on line. It does speak in Chinese, so when I was watching the video, like it was kind of weird seeing this character speak in like Chinese, like in Mandarin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's a cool um little audio animatronic that's gonna be over there. And I really think because Disney World has done this before with Tron. I think they're going to see what works at Zootopia in Shanghai and then just try to transfer as much of it over to the Animal Kingdom Blue Sky Project. Makes sense. Yeah. Try it somewhere else and then bring it in where you can in the American parks. Yeah. Hold Are you looking up the video loading. now? Oh. Yeah, give it a second. It's loading. Okay. So... Here, I'll do the fir- um the first and third land, and you can do the second land that will be added into Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, here it is. Oh my god! Yeah. It is insanity. It looks so real. Yeah. Okay, first of all, that's really weird. It's so funny to me that it speaks in Chinese. <laughs> Second of all, holy smokes! Yeah. It's, it looks so real. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, Tokyo Disneyland, you can do... Uh, you'll do the one I'm highlighting, of course, because it's tangled. Okay. And then you can do the hotel. Okay. Just to split it up as evenly as I can. Um, so, Tokyo Disneyland is getting Fantasy Springs, which will be a highly anticipated eighth port of call at Tokyo Disney Sea, And it is set to open during the fiscal year of 2023. And it will go right in between Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea, And it will have lands based on Walt Disney Animation Studios movies, Peter Pan, Tangled, and... This is the second of the three frozen lands. Why Why are all the international parks getting tangled rights? Come on, man. The Peter Pan one sounds so cool and I'm so mad. Um, so Frozen, it will be set after the events of the first Frozen film. And it will have a boat attraction that seems very similar to Frozen Adventure over here in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will feature several new audio animatronic features, including Elsa singing in Japanese with hand movements that match the rhythm of the language instead of, like, just focusing on the let it go, like, matching it to the That's movie. That's cool. Um, and it will be a, quote, frozen experience um, that cannot be found anywhere else in the world, according to Damaro. Um, and we will also get a restaurant set inside Arendelle Castle at the foot of Snowcapped Mountains. Because, you know, in Tokyo Disney Sea, it still, like, snows there. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Being at a Disney park with snow? No, I can't. Oh my god, that would be dope! I know Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disney 
I'd be down. Same. Um, there's also going to be a Tangled Land, which I believe we've also talked a little bit about before. Yes. There's going to be one uh, gondola-style attraction, and there will also be a restaurant, come on, inspired by the Snuggly Duckling. Yes. Um. Come on, man. I just want something. Give me a lantern in the corner. That's all I need. I need, give me a tower. Give me a bathroom. Seriously. The Tangled Bathroom. Seriously, that's all I need. So, Peter Pan is getting two brand new attractions and one restaurant inspired by the Lost Boys. The first of these attractions will have guests fly over the jungles of Neverland and battle with Captain Hook. I believe the story that I read somewhere said that John had been kidnapped by Hook and his pirates and you're helping Peter and the Lost Boys save him. That's cute. Which is cute. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. The other one is like you get shrunk down to the size of the pixies of Pixie Hollow and get to explore Pixie Hollow. That's cool. Come on. I love me some Neverland. I am known, like, when I went on my Disney cruise in 2017, I was known as the Peter Pan girl because I, on pirate night, I was first in line for Tinkerbell and then mm. first in line for Peter Pan. Aww. Granted, they were like 15 minute sets apart from each other. So I was just like, can I be the first in line for Tink? Is this where Peter Pan will meet? And they went, yeah, you're first in line now. I went, okay. I like waddled over to first in line. <laughs> oh, man. The international parks, no fair. They get, they get all the no. fun stuff. Um, so Tokyo Disney is also getting a new deluxe Disney hotel. Um, it will be inside Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes. Um, and this will be the second hotel inside the park. There's also Hotel Miracosta as the first. Yes. And the hotel is above and around the, quote, magical springs that serve as the core of the new themed port story, end quote. And there's a mixture of park-facing rooms and non-park-facing rooms, as well yes, as... So this will be, um, like, where Tangled, Frozen, and Peter Pan are. Of course. So it's going to be in the middle of all those. Of course. And the hotel is going to feature 475 deluxe type and luxury type guest rooms, as well as a gift shop, two restaurants, and a lounge. The luxurious rooms are said to be the finest accommodations at Tokyo Disney Resort, and there's no official name for the hotel announced yet. They were kind of proposing with the new Disneyland expansion that they were trying to do. They were kind of, ex- they're kind of proposing something like this, like a hotel that had both like park facing rooms and yeah. outdoor facing rooms. And I mean, they kind of have that with the Grand Californian, but not really. There's a lot of trees. Yeah. And, um, it's like and then you can do the last walkway. Tokyo Disneyland area. Oh, yes. There's also going to be a Space Mountain added which is last but not least at the beginning of 2024 space mountain in tokyo disneyland will undergo a transformation that will bring a new story to the iconic attraction and will feature a spectacular transformation from day to night and the reimagined attraction will anchor a new plaza that will be completed in 2027 yep so okay hold on tell me why one of the newer land why does why does one of the newest parks get the most updates I mean, okay, truth be told, Tokyo was built at the same time as Disneyland, at Disney World. Yeah. Right? 
I think so. One, no, Paris was the same time. No, Paris was after. 80s was Paris. Paris was Eisner. So. The 70s had, like, still, 70s, okay, fine. But still, I don't know. How many, how many, how many uh, upgrades has it gotten in the past, you know, 40 years? Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, and the last of the international parks that is getting updates is Hong Kong Disneyland. And this is the only one getting a 100th anniversary, like, celebration for the Disney Studios. Suck it, Tokyo. <laughs> um, as part Sorry. of Disney's 100th anniversary... <laughs> In a way Sorry. to pay tribute to Di- As a part of Disney's 100th anniversary, in a way to pay tribute to Disney's original storyteller, Hong Kong Disneyland will unveil a brand new statue of Walt and Mickey that presents the famous pair seated on a bench. And this tribute is to the famous moment as Walt watched his children on the merry-go-round when the that one little spark that eventually led him to create the thing we all love, which is Disneyland. And now he here, here he sits on a bench again, but this time behind the castle of magical dreams in Hong Kong. Okay, that's really sweet. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm I'm fine with this. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was just such a cute little drawing of the two of them on a bench. Yeah. Um, and this will be home to the third new Frozen-themed land, so, um, which will open in the second half of 2023. And Damaro um, debuted a new artist rendering and construction photos that allowed the audience to see the two new attractions. One will be the first Frozen-themed coaster, which is Wandering Oaken's Sliding Slaves. And then the other one is a boat ride. So I assume the same thing that we already have now at Disney World for the boat ride. But I assume. Ogan Slays, that could be kind of fun. I, From the pictures, it kind of looks like the Matterhorn over at Disneyland. Okay, kind of figured. Just Frozen themed. Yeah. So yeah, shall we get into Disney Animation Studios since they have the 100th <clears throat> year going on this year? Yeah. And you can do the first one. So the first one I'm super excited about is going to be Wish, and the movie is designed to celebrate 100 years of Disney storytelling with original characters and songs inspired by Disney's legacy, and it will explore how the wishing star came to be. So it's going to take place in a fairy tale kingdom that existed long before any other Disney world called the Kingdom of Wishes, and the film will star Ariana DeBose as Asha and Alan Tudyk as a talking goat named Valentino, and I'm so excited for it, especially because the rumor is that it's 2D. I think it is. Has it been confirmed? I heard it was a rumor last time. I haven't seen anything saying it's not 2D. So that'll be cool. I'm really excited. I hope it's 2D. I hope I hope like we're seeing like a return to form because as much as I, I think love 3D so animation, with the 100th anniversary, I feel like they would. I really hope so because as much as I love the 3D animation that we've been getting now and how amazing and fantastical it can be. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. Everything looks the same. Honestly, same. All the characters look the same. All yeah. of the, all of, it just does. Like, And people are already complaining that she looks like Isabella from Encanto. I saw that. And I see it too. I think she does. A, a little bit. I think the one image 
of her with the star that's like been circulating everywhere looks just like Isabella from Encanto. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't think that the complaints that everything looks the same and that everything is the same are baseless. I think they're a hundred percent legitimate. Yeah. Um, and it will come out in 2023. Yes. Um, the next movie coming from Walt Disney Studios is A Strange World, which we got a new trailer for the film, which comes out in theaters on November 23rd in 2022. So it's going to be the Thanksgiving release mm-hmm. for Disney Animation this year. And the film is about the legendary Clades, which are a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission. Mm. That's it. That's all we got. Honestly, I'm not too excited about this film from the trailer we've gotten. No. No. Kind of reminds me of, like, the wild thornberries. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, they've already done that. Yeah. New thing. I mean, Nickelodeon Um, did wild thornberries, but still. Still, yeah. Um, And then we have two television series, which the first one I'm excited about. It's called Uwaju. And it is a new animated series set in Africa, and it marks the first collaboration with an outside studio in a hundred years. And the studio is Kugli, I think. Kugli, something like that. Um, And the project is described as a love letter to Nigeria with the intent of showing why Lago is one of the most unique cities in the world. And it will tell the story of a wealthy heiress and a poor boy, and it is set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2023. We also got the trailer for season two of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, which will be streaming um, in February of 2023, only on yes. Disney+. Plus. Um, we got three movies and a TV series announced by Disney Pixar Studios. Um, yeah, it's going to be the first TV series from Pixar. Interesting. Which, interesting. Um, the first movie, which I feel like everyone's been talking about, is mm-hmm. Inside Out 2, which will um, once again take place inside Riley's head as she tackles being a teenager. And all of the emotions from the original film will be returning for the sequel. New emotions will be introduced. Mm-hmm. And the movie is very early in production, but is set to come out in the summer of 2024. So that means we're going to see, um... oh my gosh. Amy... Nope. No. Yep. Amy Poehler. Yes. Phyllis... Oh, gosh. What's her last name? Phyllis... I don't know. Amy Poehler was the one that came on stage to announce it. That's the only reason I know her. Yes. Amy Poehler is Joy. Uh, It is Phyllis Smith. So I think it's really funny that two of the characters from The Office are in this movie. But we're going to see Amy Poehler back as Joy, Phyllis Smith back as Sadness, Mindy Kaling back as Disgust, Louis Black as Anger, and Bill Hader back as Fear, as well as new characters. Yeah, which they didn't really announce casting, which again, it's early in production. I didn't expect them to. Does that mean we're going to get Caitlin Dias back as Riley? Maybe. That'd be cool. All it said was the new emotions were coming back. Hmm. So I don't know. Um, do you want to talk about Elio? Sure. Um, so Elio is a new sci-fi movie from Pixar about a young boy who becomes Earth's ambassador for the United Nations of Aliens, and he then has to prove that he's the best that the best part of being human is being yourself. 
So the movie comes out in spring of 2024, and it stars America Ferreira as Olga Solis and Yona Kibriab as Irio. Yeah, I think so. Um, Elemental is the last of the Pixar films that they announced, and it is from the good dinosaur director Pete Son, and it will be coming out in June of next year. The movie is set in a big city and follows Ember, a fiery character, and Wade, a chill water character, as they discover their similarities despite their differences. And Leah Lewis will play Ember at, well, Mamudi? Mamudo? Athey will play Wade. I'm so sorry to the actor playing Wade. Um, do you want to talk about the television series? Yeah. I, sorry, I was staring at it, like, trying to figure it out. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm so sorry, my friend. Yeah. I'm sure you're amazing, but we have terrible... We are the worst at pronouncing people's names. Google's got me. Google's always got me. Come on. How to pronounce it. So it's... His name is pronounced Mamadou Ache. Okay, I probably put in the name, the last name wrong then. Nope, that's how it's spelled. Oh, okay. There you go. Do you want to talk about the first ever animated series coming from Pixar? Yeah, so we have Win or Lose, which is going to be coming, like you said, from Pixar. And the show is a baseball-themed animated series focusing on a team called the Pickles. In, it's so cute. In their run-up to the championship game. And each episode is going to focus on a different different character from Frank the umpire to the tough guy pitcher before finishing with the championship game. Oh, that is so cute. It's so cute. I'm so excited. This is adorable. And Will Forte is going to be the voice of Coach Dan in the series. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So let's go over to Disney Live Action Studio. I saw this first announcement. I'm so excited about this first announcement. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, so do you want to do the first of the movies announcements? Yes. Okay. So the first one is The Haunted Mansion. I'm so excited about it. And if you didn't see the most epic announcement they did for the for the character of Madame right? Leota, oh my god. So it, it was this dune buggy with the back on stage and they were like, and the new person playing Madame Leota is. And then they turned it and Jamie Lee Curtis is sitting there just chilling and she's all, yeah. hey y'all. And I was like, oh my god. It's so good. <laughs> that was probably the best way to announce it. It really was. I'm in love. Also, how um, appropriate that Jamie Lee Curtis is now playing Madame Leota in the movie about the Haunted Mansion after playing the one character in Halloween for so many years. I think it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. especially because the last Halloween movie with her in it comes out this October. That's true. My dad is very excited about that, which is the only I thought the I last know. one was the last one. I thought so, too. I guess there was another one that I didn't know about. They were like, they were like, this is it, the last one. And then this year they're all, this is it, the last one. And then next yeah. year they're gonna do the same thing. Um, so we got a first look of the poster of Snow White remake starring Rachel Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot. Bitch. I'm very unimpressed with the costumes. Same. Um 
I know that you're probably not excited for this one just because of the animation. I am so not. So the next one is going to be Mufasa the Lion King, (laughs) which is going to be directed by Moonlight director Barry Jenkins. And this film is a prequel to the beloved animated film The Lion King, which is fine. But it's also going to tell the story about how orphan Mufasa rose to royalty. Okay. And um, the the one thing I hope with this is that we get why Scar has the scar. I thought in the book they said it was because he fought Mufasa and Mufasa won. Yes, but I want to see it on string. On stage. stage, Yeah. You mean screen? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Um, So the movie's going to use the same animation style from the 2019 live action Lion King remake. Therefore, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm going to tell you right now. And the movie's set for a release in 2024. Yeah. I have feelings about it. I know you do. Okay. That's it. I have feelings. They're there. Everybody knows them. Let's move on. Hold on. Um, we got the first public teaser trailer, and in-person audiences got to see the Part of Your World segment for the Disney live-action Little Mermaid. Which everybody is excited for. Hmm. Yeah, I've oh, seen. I was gonna fix people. that. Oh, I was fixing it right now. I'm adding in their names. Sorry. Um, you can go ahead with Descendants. Disenchanted, you mean? Or yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing something for the dis, um the Descendants one right now. So I'm really excited for this next one. We get Disenchanted because we got the trailer of the long-awaited sequel to 2007's Enchanted starring Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, and Idina Menzel. His character is Robert. His character is Robert. I did that. Um, I'm so sorry. I know. It's okay. I love Patrick Dempsey. He's like, I love him. So from what I've seen and from what the trailer seems to be, yes, it looks like Giselle turns. So I think, and this is my one prediction for this movie without, like, with just that trailer, is she wishes for the real world to be a fairy tale. Mm. She's a stepmother. What are stepmothers in fairy tales? Ooh, okay. I think that's probably a good prediction. Also, does Idita and Mandel sing in this one? I really hope she does. They announced that she was going to sing in this one. Even if it's just a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be great. Plus, oh my gosh, then Nancy's the princess because she married Edward. Yeah. So, ooh, okay, I think this is going to be a really interesting take. I'm really stoked. Also, Morgan's, like, all grown up. She's, like, a teenager now. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, Plus, who doesn't love Daddy Patrick Dempsey? (laughs) You can do Hocus Pocus, too. I'm also really excited about this one because we got the brand new poster and the trailer for the highly anticipated sequel of Hocus Pocus comes out on September 30th. So that's, like, a week. Yes. Um, only on only Disney+. On Plus. Plus. I'm ready. We got a glimpse of the poster for the new live-action Peter Pan and Wendy film that comes out in 2023, which is the, I believe, 70th year of Disney's Peter Pan. Wow. Because it came out in 1953. So it's coming out in the anniversary of Peter Pan. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. And then, and then the last of the movie announcements is um, The Pocket Watch, mm-hmm. which will be a spinoff to the Descendants franchise and is scheduled to be released on Disney Plus in the future. They've just started to um, start filming everything for it, but Trina <coughs> Ann McLean will be coming back as Uma. <coughs> and the story follows Red, um, who is the daughter of the Queen of Hearts, which will be play, um, portrayed by Kylie Control, and Chloe, which will be portrayed by High School Musical, the musical, the series, Tiana Renee, as the daughter of Cinderella. Yeah. And then I can do the two book ones, so American Born, okay. Chinese, and then the one I'm excited about. Um, so now let's get into these TV shows. Um... American Born Chinese is an upcoming series based on the graphic novel of the same name by Jean Lun Yang, and it f- follows the story of Jean Wong as he meets the foreign exchange student at his school, which leads him to become involved in a battle between the gods of Chinese mythology. The series is set to premiere on Disney Plus, and we got our first look at the teaser trailer, which... Can we talk about how clickbaity it was when they started this? Tri- this so th- when they started the um, panel that introduced this series, they were like inspired by a book series surrounding mythology, and me being like Percy Jackson, and then they went American-born Chinese, and I went, I know Percy Jackson's in this panel. When are you giving it to me? That's what I read. I read a lot of articles this year about like D23 panels and videos being very clickbaity with like what they were doing. Like I was so mad. That's why I, I was so mad. Yeah. That's kind of the general um, impression about it is that it was all very clickbaity and people were not very happy with it. Um, you can do this one. This yeah. this next one. Sorry, my grandma's calling me. It's no problem. Um, so the next one we have is uh, National Treasure, Edge of History, and this is an upcoming series developed for the streaming service Disney Plus based on an, a, a continuation. Sorry. Let me try that again. <laughs> so next we have National Treasure, Edge of History, and this is going to be an upcoming series developed for the streaming service Disney Plus based on and a continuation of the National Treasure film series, which is awesome. So hopefully we get some uh, some cameos in there from the original cast. That'd be cool. Some Nick Cage. I think they are. That'd be cool. I think they are. Um, so it's set to premiere on December 14th of this year with a special two-episode premiere. And we also saw the first official trailer for this series, which you can find all of the trailers online. Yeah. Including this next one. Emma's going to pee her pants if we don't go. So <laughs> go ahead. Um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Which is in all caps in our notes, because... Because Emma can't help herself. She's so excited. Um, (laughs) So, Rick Riordan, and, um, Rick Riordan, recently found out his last name is Riordan and not Riordan. Blew my mind. Um, invited the young trio of Aryan Simhardi, Leah Savage-Jeffries, and Walker um, Scobell, who are Grover Underwood (coughs) and Beth Chase and Percy Jackson, respectively, for their first public on-stage appearance together. And they were just absolutely wonderful. And the young trio talked a little bit about their characters. And Walker Scobell made me cry. Um, he stated, 
quote, I promise you I will always try my hardest every single day to bring Percy Jackson to life for all of us. Cheers. Um, yes, again, like, I've known that, like, Rick stated that they were cast based on their personalities, not appearances for the first time, but in this, like, interview, like, little thing that they did real quick, you could really see their characters just, like, shine through. Mm -hmm. And it just made me happy. And then the trio plus um, Rick Riordan, Rick Riordan, I, again, still getting used to it, um, released the first teaser trailer, which they've only been filming for, like, two or three months now. They've only filmed up to, like, chapter nine, I believe. Um, which gave audiences a sneak peek of Camp Half-Blood with Walker Scobell narrating the trailer with the famous opening monologue to the first book, which starts out, look, I didn't want to be a Half-Blood. And, again, tears. Um, I you received, can see my reaction I received a minute and a half Snapchat of Emma crying about this. <laughs> Yeah, and you can go on my TikTok and see um, my reaction to the teaser trailer, because mm -hmm. I posted it. She was sobbing. And the series will come out soon, according to Disney+, Plus, but I don't think it's soon enough, in 2024. Okay, it could be worse. They could have been like, 2027, ha ha ha! <laughs> but still, 2024. That's a long time, babe. You're going to be okay. Lots no, gonna happen between now and then. Yeah. You'll be okay. So, moving on, the next one we're gonna see is the fourth installment of the Tim Allen Santa Claus franchise, The Santa Clauses. And in this limited series, Calvin Scott, sorry, Scott Calvin, I always flip his name. I always say Calvin Scott, even though it's Scott Calvin. I don't know why. It just feels better that way. Um,. But in this limited series, Scott Calvin, which is Tim Allen, is ready to step down from his Santa duties and provide his family a new life south of the North Pole. With his 65th birthday on the horizon, Scott, whose Santa magic is beginning to fade, searches for a replacement, a Santa Claus suitable enough to manage the workshop and take care of the elves. The Santa Clauses starts streaming on November 16th, only on Disney+, Plus, and I cannot yeah. wait to watch this this holiday season. Especially because they, they're bringing back the one kid from the first two. Yep. The main, the main kid. Yeah. Yeah. With the fro. Yeah. And we got an official trailer and poster for the upcoming streaming series. Again, you can find it on the Disney official YouTube page. Mm-hmm. So, Madu, which is an unscripted, unscripted docu-series, oh my goodness, um, Disney original documentary has announced its next feature documentary on Anthony Madu, the Nigerian boy who became a viral sensation after a 44-second video showed him dancing ballet barefoot on a rainy street outside of Lagos. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We also have Growing Up, an inscripted docuseries, which is created by Brie Larson and Culture House. Growing Up is an innovative hybrid docuseries that explores the challenges, triumphs, and complexities of adolescence through 10 compelling coming-of-age stories, as each episode follows one individual ages 18 to 22. It's already started streaming on Disney+. There's also a new docuseries called Choir, which is uh, based on moving and motivating based on a moving and motivational story behind, quote, America's Got Talent, end quote, finalists, the Detroit Youth Choir. And it inspired by 
inspired it's inspired by dyc artistic director anthony white's story as a teacher mentor and father figure in the heart of detroit anthony has impacted and empowered more than a thousand kids through music for over two decades yeah i'm excited for these docuseries they seem interesting yeah i think they're gonna be great now for the mock docu um, series that I think this is its final series they or final season they haven't announced it yet but I'd assume so. High School Musical the musical the series has been um, renewed for a fourth season and it is promised to be bigger and better than ever. The upcoming season will see the return of Miss Jen, which is portrayed by Kate Reinders working with her students as they put on a production of High School Musical 3 senior year. But in keeping with the show's increasingly meta approach, the students learn on their first day back that their school will be used as the location to film the long-awaited High School Musical for the reunion. And that they will also be featured as extras in the reunion, which they've had cast members from the originals before. Is this their sneaky way of like sprinkling in that there's going to be some sort of reunion. Is this their way of testing it out and maybe being like, hmm, would people be receptive to this? I think so, because they've brought back for like the High School Musical series. Corbin Blue. The Puppet Locket girl, Corbin Blue, which I ended up Monique liking Coleman. the character, by or the way. Or not Monique Coleman. Um, oh gosh, what's no, her name? The, the, the girl, the Puppet Locket jam and break. Yeah, she, her, her, she plays Martha. She's all over yeah. TikTok. I love her. She's great. What's her name? I don't know. And then Lucas um, Grayroll, who played, yeah. Yeah. Who played um, Ryan. Ryan. Casey Stroh, that's her name. Yep. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm excited. I I think that's why we've seen both Vanessa and Zach recently by that high school. Mm-hmm. I think because they've been they've been filming this season this series since like day one at that high school. I think they're. I think mm, I don't know, but I think I think yeah. this is their way of testing the waters. Yeah. So shall we get into Lucasfilm, which only announced one movie, but has a bunch of TV series. Yeah, because then we got to keep going. There's so many. We got to like rapid fire the rest of this. Holy smokes. Um, we just have Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm announcements. But there's like three pages. One of the pages is literally pretty much just the outro. Okay, fine. So I will say, say that. Okay, so movies from Lucasfilm. Which, I don't get why this is from Lucasfilm, but we got Indiana Jones, number five, from Lucasfilm. Doesn't have, like, a subtitle yet. Um, but D23 guests got the yeah. first look at the film. Along with the first look for guests, it was announced that James Mangold is working with John Williams for scoring the film. Whoop, whoop. And Harrison Ford has also announced that Indiana Jones 5 will be the final time with this quote. This is it. I'm not falling down for you again. I think it's because it was part of the Lucasfilm, part of the Lucasfilm Marvel and 20th Century panel. Maybe. Which I'm not even including the 20th Century panel because all they did was Avatar. and. Who cares about Avatar? Avatar had Again, its moment yeah. and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so a television uh, series. There's a ton. There's a ton. Willow. 
we got um, the epic new poster and official trailer for Willow, which is an original series streaming this November on Disney+. Plus. We got Andor, brand new official trailer for the series streaming starting on September 21st, so this week. Yes. We got Tales of the Jedi, which got an official trailer for the series, and all six original shorts will be streaming on October 26th. Season two of The Bad Batch got a release date for that. It will be on January 4th of 2023, and it will be a two-episode premiere. Um, Ahsoka, there wasn't a trailer or release date, but we did hear a little bit about the show from John Favreau. Quote, it's remarkable what they're able to accomplish with all the knowledge Dave has. Amazing action, lightsaber battles. End quote. And earlier this week, not necessarily D23, but figured I should mention it, is we got official casting for Ezra Bridger. Originally rumored Mina Massad was not cast as the role, but Iman Esfandi has been tapped to play the live-action Ezra Bridger. Yes. We also have the upcoming show of Skeleton Crew. There was no footage for this upcoming show, but John Watts and Christopher Ford briefly talked about it, which follows a group of kids who are lost in the Star Wars galaxy. This show will be set in the New Republic era, and they've been filming for a few weeks now. Um, Jude Law will also be on this show. Yes. Um, and he came out as well, so. Yes. Yeah. The Mandalorian Season 3, we got a trailer for it, and this show, or this season, will be coming to Disney Plus on in 2023. And I love the way they did the trailer. Same. So good. Um, doesn't give anything away, but it hooks you. Yep. Yep. Um, we also have Young Jedi Adventures, Jamal Avery Jr. and Emma Berman star as Kai Brightstar and Nash Durango, respectively, in Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures coming in 2023. In-person audiences also got a first look at the new series. Yes, which I was mad about because how they kept on doing, like, if they wanted to just give the in-person audiences the first look was a we'll be right back thing on the live, live stream. Stupid. I was mad. Um, now let's get to Marvel Studios. Yes. Movies. I think it was, no, there were some TV shows. Movies. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, new footage was shown exclusively at D23 for in-person audiences. And the plot was released more, which will focus on the rest of the world trying to capitalize on getting Wakanda's resources when they're at their weakest after the passing of T'Challa. Big sad. Um, we also got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. It was announced that Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania will directly link with the announced Avengers, the Kong Dynasty, and Randall Park will return as Jimmy Woo. Woohoo! I'm so excited about that. Everybody's excited. Um, yes. Fantastic Four, Matt Schickman was announced as director, but no casting was announced in theaters November 8th of 2024. So you have to speculate if we're going to see some of the Fantastic Four that we saw in Multiverse of Madness. Like, are we going to see John Krasinski, you know? What I saw was rumors that Josh Boyega was going to be in it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that John Krasinski can't also play uh, Mr. Fantastic, which he did in in, um, Multiverse of Madness. So we'll see where that goes. Um, we also have Captain America, New World Order, which we got a logo for. It also returns um, Tim Blake Nelson as the leader, Carl Lumbly as Isaiah Bradley, and Danny Ramirez as the new Falcon were all announced. Shira Ha has also been cast as Israeli superheroine Sabra. The leader will be the main villain of the film, and Julius Ona described the film as a paranoid thriller. Where's my Bucky? I'll let, I'll let you do this next one. Yeah. This one I'm excited for. Um, Thunderbolts began filming early 
or begins filming early next year. The Thunderbolts team includes Bucky, Sebastian Stan, um, Yelena, who is played by Florence Pugh, Valentina, who will be played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, Ghost, who will be played by Hannah John Common, and John Walker slash U.S. Agent, which will be played by Riot Russell again, Um, Taskmaster, who will be played by Olga, oh gosh, I can never say her name, Kurlienko, and Red Guardian, uh, who is played by David Harbour. So, yeah, these are all returning cast members. Yes. Or cast. Yes. From Marvel. Some from... And then the last... I mean, some from... Uh, Black Widow. Yeah, some from Black Widow, some from the Falcon Winter Soldier series. Falcon Winter Soldier, And then yeah. some from uh, X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the last of the movies, the Marvel's um, first footage of the film was shown to in-person audiences, and that film includes... Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and a brand new hero, which I think is played by Monica Rambeau's actress. Because it's Monica Rambeau. I yes, it, it's it's her character. Yeah. Which, off topic a little bit, but Miss Marvel's actress, she got to meet um, Harrison Ford. And the pictures are literally if I met Harrison <laughs> Ford. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... So next, Ironheart. we have some television shows. Yes. So we have Ironheart. Which Anthony Ramos will play the hood, which is the show's main villain. Ryan Coogler is executive producing and debuted a trailer for the series. And the series will explore, again, the battle between magic and tech. We also got the first trailer for Secret Invasion, which will release in 2023 only on Disney+. Plus. Armor Wars, which Don Cheadle stated that Armor Wars begins filming next year and is set right after Secret Invasion, and we got a logo for it. Um, Loki Season 2 was announced, as well as the announcement that Ki Huang Kwan has been cast in Loki Season 2, and D23 attendees also got an exclusively shown footage from Loki 2, which included a lot more Kong action from Jonathan Majors. Daredevil, Born Again, Charlie Cox, and Vincent D'Onofrio took the stage to announce a new logo. Charlie Cox said that he is excited to start um, start again with Daredevil with, quote, double the amount of time, end quote. Daredevil, um, Born Again, begins filming in 2023, and it will have 18 episodes. Instead of, like, six, like the last one had. Yeah, instead of, like, six or eight or whatever. Um, the last one we have is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So at D23, a full trailer was released that showcased so many more characters and designs for all of Lunella's family and a handful of the villains she'll be facing off with, including the nefarious The Beyonder, which will be voiced by Lawrence Fishborn, who is also the producer. Yes. So this is an animated. Yes. Um, the series boasts a number of undisclosed characters voiced by guest stars like Maya Hawk, David Diggs, Wesley Snipes, Kobe Smulders, Luis Guzman, and more. And the series will premiere on February 10th of 2023 on the Disney Channel with a release on Disney Plus shortly after. And then we're getting a special by Marvel Studios. It, didn't, it wasn't a TV series or a movie <coughs> called Werewolf by Night. Uh, Michael... Giacchino 
who previously worked with the MCU as a composer for scores including No Way Home, is officially revealed as the director on this project. Gail Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly are going to be the leads. It will be a black and white retro horror mystery from Marvel. I'm excited for this. And audiences also got a first trailer and a poster for the special that comes out this year on October 7th, only on Disney+. Plus. Very excited for that. I honestly am too. The trailer looked great. Honestly, there's so many exciting things that are going to come in the yeah. next, you know, seven years. Yeah. I say seven. Five because years. Well, some of it said 2027, but... So five years, yeah. Five years from now. The next five Uh, years are going to be very exciting. Plus, whenever the Blue Sky projects are officially announced. Yeah, so that could be seven years. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, But yeah, we got a lot to look forward to, and... Um, you know, I'm definitely going to try to hit up some Disney parks before all the construction happens again. Yeah. Construction's been happening at Epcot since prior to the pandemic. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So shall we see them in the outro? Yeah, we will. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right. And if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com. Next week, we will be doing some Harry Potter BuzzFeed quizzes. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod for the latest updates. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok and Twitter are all at SnippyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gams? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carol Insmeyer. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Bye! Bye. The views expressed in this episode do not affect the band of company.